Bob Stroud's 145 of the Week as Bob drops the needle and some insight into one of his 45 RPM singles. Now, here's Bob Stroud. Thank you, Steve Downs. It is Bob Stroud here. Time once again for my 145 of the Week. Here's the 45s I played last week on 145 and 145. Monday, I can see for miles the who. That was Keith Moon's birthday. Tuesday, Midnight Man, the James Gang on Jim Fox's birthday. Jim Fox, the drummer with the James Gang. Wednesday, My Sharona, the Knack. It hit number one on that date and remained there for six consecutive weeks back in 1979. Thursday, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. The album Born to Run was released 46 years ago. Friday, the sky is crying. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Vaughan was killed 31 years ago on that date after the gig at Alpine Valley. Such a tough decision for me this week. I really connect in one way or another with all of these 45s, so it's down to two. I can see for miles by The Who and Born to Run by Bruce. Both songs and both albums would be on a list of my favorite songs and albums. So, ah, screw it, it's a tie. My first tie on my 145 of the week. I'm going to talk a little bit about both songs here, starting with I Can See for Miles. Now, when the Who's Sellout album was released in December of 1967, I wasn't as familiar with their back catalog as I should have been, mainly because U.S. Top 40 radio had all but ignored their incredible music up till this point in time. Happy Jack was their first U.S. Top 40 hit, and that was from the spring of 1967. So then in September of 67, just a few months later, I Can See From Miles was released, and that song blew away my little 16-year-old brain. That guitar sound, those drums, Daltrey crooning his icy warning, and Townsend's outrageous one-note guitar solo, it was all so overwhelming. I should have been prepared for how outrageous the album would be, but once again, I was blown away by the Who sell out. It was rather pepperish in the way that much of the album segged together, but the way the Who accomplished this was through actual radio jingles. I've always been a sucker for radio jingles. And commercials written and performed by the Who. So the album, in a sense, was like listening to an actual radio program, with killer songs, jingles, and commercials start to finish. Just wildly inventive, bravo, five stars. Eight years later, as I chronicled on the radio not long ago, I was minding my own business, driving my AMC Pacer in Kalamazoo and listening to WCFL. On came Born to Run. It caught my attention. It sounded like a Phil Spector production, and I was kind of partial to that. It also contained other elements of old-school rock, some elements of Del Shannon, Dwayne Eddy, some girl group sounds, a sax solo. This was interesting. Well, the second time I heard Born to Run less than a week later, in that same pacer, my head exploded. I was on the highway, with my hands wound so tight around the steering wheel, you would have needed pliers to pull my fingers off. When I looked down at the speedometer, I was doing 90. I knew I had to have this record. I then spent the next two months in front of my stereo listening to the album Born to Run day and night, with and without headphones, following along with the lyrics until I had the entire album memorized. Now, what do both of these albums have in common for me? 
Well, they both are packed with all kinds of inventiveness. Everywhere you look, everywhere you hear. They challenge you with their ingeniousness, whether lyrically, musically, or their production qualities. And the fact that they both overload me with adrenaline without coffee doesn't hurt either. I can see for miles from the Who Sell Out, Born to Run from Born to Run, my first tie on my 145 of the week. Thanks so much for being here. Until next time, stay safe.